gentlemen, welcome to the Blind Tag Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Nashheim. Today is going to be a great day, and it's not, you just need to will it into fucking existence. God, I'm tired. Man, this has been a fun week. Um, since the episode has dropped, um, I definitely promoted it on the Blind Tag Podcast Instagram, but I can definitely say that in addition to the Blind Tag Podcast, myself and TJ O'Sullivan, uh, former sports director of WCC Radio, graduate of Coastal Carolina, we have started the unofficial podcast of the Sun Belt Conference Under the Sun. Make sure you search for us on Instagram. Uh, I want to make sure I get the handle correct, otherwise TJ will kill me. Or he'll make me do a spreadsheet. Uh, Under the Sun, SBC is the uh, handle. Uh, when searching for it on Spotify, you can search Under the Sun, parentheses, with Sully and Nash. Ha- ha- having a little uh, fun with our last name, but it's okay. Well, more so me. Um, and the first, like I said, the first episode was a test, but we liked it so much that we uh, decided to go ahead and upload it. We're going to be doing it once a week during the uh, school year, and it's, it's definitely going to be a adventure. Uh, we have grand plans for this, but obviously we're taking it one episode at a time and trying to work with all the members of the Sunbelt Conference to try to get the best content out. Um, I will still be doing the before you say, oh, we're going to drop this. As of right now, I still plan on doing the Blindcast podcast. I'm going to see how things will just typically around Christmas time or right after Christmas, I'll, I'll take a break. Um, I will see how I am doing and if there is any um, interruptions or constant interruptions with uh, meeting deadlines for this podcast, I will reevaluate everything. I will keep everyone informed, but as of this moment, I do not plan on stopping the Flying Tag podcast. But, before we get into a crazy, crazy week in college football and a crazy, crazy week in the NFL, I want to give give my flowers, give a round of applause to Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols joined the 700 Club the other day, uh, uh, the, the last week, and there was a funny little uh, video out. So he used to play for the Dodgers, but I believe the other got traded or uh, not re-signed. He signed with, uh, signed with the Cardinals team he broke in with. And when he hit that 700 home run, uh, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts was like, "Yeah, good job." Oh wait, he's not on our team. Oh man. <laughs> like he literally had that moment like he was going to run out and grab like, oh yeah no yeah that would I mean I'll, I'll give him respect but no so he is now officially fourth but I view him as the third place and of course you're thinking well why Barry Bonds is number one. No. Barry Bonds' steroid dealer is number one. I, when he broke Hank Aaron's record, I, I was like, asterisk. He didn't do it by himself. I mean, I, I know what people are going to say. Well, you never truly do it by yourself. Yeah. If you put the legitimate work in, to be 
that great of a hitter like uh, Hank Aaron and I mean if you want to put an asterisk with Babe Ruth it's because he was drinking too much and guess what last time I checked drinking does not um, enhance your performance so the fact that he probably was drunk half the time when those home runs and still got 714 is amazing um, Albert Pujols is the first uh, non-U.S. Uh, non born player to uh, hit 700. Obviously, Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, all born in the U.S. So, that's an amazing feat. Um, man. First ballot Hall of Famer. I believe... Um, yeah, he, Albert Pujols, now that he's got 700, will retire. First ballot Hall of Famer. Never heard a bad word from him. And here is a funny thing. So I, I, I saw this uh, this little clip uh, or article or headline on uh, Bleach Report. And someone asked him, asked Pujols about uh, the fan who caught the 700 ball. And he was like, he can have it. He's just, it's, it, it, you know... That fan's going to have a story for the rest of his life. I mean, that is awesome. You hit your 700 home run, and you're more worried about the memories that that, that fan is now have, now have burned into their uh, memories for the rest of their life than getting the ball back. That... That is class right there. Albert Pujols has always been, uh, from the outside looking in, a classy, classy individual. Um, but never really, never hearing a bad thing about him, never questioning. Well, well, okay, you got me on something. I mean, he came up in the post uh, steroid era. Let me uh, the history. Well, his first season was in 2001, but the one thing I will give Mark McGuire though is he apparently um, told Tony La Russa, Mark McGuire was the first baseman. He said if do not promote Pujols to the major squad. It'll be one of the worst moves you make in your career. Well, I think he made a good move. Uh, let's point four of his stats real quick. All right, well, damn, a little but. He is, he is insane. I, I'm, I'm happy for Paul. Like I wanted to see him after his time with the Angels. I, I wanted to see him succeed. Uh, but you know, and, and I can go but he succeeded, and he is now a member of the 700 Club, which no one can take away from. At all, and let's let's do a quick dive uh, before we uh, get into the next segment. Um, let's do a quick dive into. Um, there you go. Into where we are with about a week left in the uh, in Major League Baseball. The Yankees have clinched the playoff berth. The Astros have clinched the AL West. Currently, right now, uh, the only Best team music compilation. that has a shot. Actually, it, uh, it looks like if I'm, okay, this is, this is based off of uh, the division. Okay. Uh, the Mets and the Braves have clinched playoff for the Dodgers a 21 game lead over the uh, Padres have clinched the AL um, NL West okay. 
let's look if I can find the uh, playoff thing. Gotta love it sometimes. Alright, well, that's, that's a good detailed ending uh, right now. Actually, I'll do it this way. I would go on ESPN, but it seems like every time I go on ESPN, it cuts me off of it. And I have to restart the recording. Uh, right now, the wild card situation is Toronto is the first wild card. Seattle is the. Is the I'm sorry. Toronto. Tampa Bay and a half game back of them is the Seattle Man. Uh, as of right now, the Orioles would be probably like three or four games back, so they have a shot. <coughs> Right now, the wild card situation in the NL, you would have the loser of the NL East, whether it be the Braves or the Mets, would be the first wild card. Then you would have the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies, with Milwaukee currently a game and a half back, so Philadelphia has a big week ahead. So, once again, congratulations, Albert Pujols. You deserve it. When you retire, we'll definitely, definitely see you in Cooper's now. Now, uh, coming up next, we will uh, we'll be going back into the archives to bring you the NBA expansion predictions. What would a 36-team NBA look like? And we'll do that right after this. All right, before we go back to this episode of the Blind Tag Podcast, I want to give a quick shout-out to Mark July for their song, Powerful Rock Next Generation, this is a song being used for this season's intro. You can download this and other royalty-free songs to use on your podcast at pixabay.com. That is P-I-X-A-B-A-Y dot com for all your royalty-free music needs. All right, welcome back. And now let's get into the NBA now. The last expansion now. So it's crazy, but the last time they expanded was in 2004. But based on name changes and whatnot, so here is how the timeline went. The New Orleans, the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans and for the 2002 season. Then couple years later, the Charlotte Bobcats were awarded an expansion franchise. Okay. Then Michael Jordan took over ownership and decided, you know, I really want the Hornets name. So he purchased the, or somehow got the name from New Orleans. New Orleans became the Pelicans. So now, basically how it, how it shows in history is, Charlotte went on hiatus for two years and then came back. And the Pelicans were a would be retroactively made a expansion franchise in 2002. Confused? And yeah, that's the NBA for you. But with that being said, though, they currently have 30 teams. Two conferences each have five teams per division in three divisions. Now. I decided with all of these to make to make sure there's three divisions of six teams. Alright? So this article I saw from Fanbuzz. 
talking about possible expansion franchises. Alright. Obviously, number one on the list, I'm going to go ahead and spoil a little bit, Seattle. The Supersonics need to come back. Louisville, Kentucky. This would be the third time they would be considered for an expansion franchise. They were considered when Vancouver was moving and when the 30th franchise, Charlotte, was being discussed. Las Vegas, obviously that seems to be the buzz right now. Montreal, Quebec, to give Toronto a Canadian partner, but uh, St. Louis, once again, right now all they have is the Blues and the Cardinals, so try to give them some more competition in the market. Mexico City, uh, they do have an established G League team down there, which is interesting. Now, once again, it's one of those things where, you know, the, the peso to the American dollar and any public, any international health emergencies. Nashville. Um, but the, and then a few hours away is Memphis. All right, Kansas City. Um, they have hosted hosted a NBA team before, I believe. And they also have a, a the T-Mobile Center, which is basically NBA NBA ready. There was Virginia Beach. Okay, so I won't say that one. Uh, Tampa, Pittsburgh, and San Diego. Now, Tampa hosted the Toronto Raptors during the 2020-21 uh, abbreviated season because since Toronto is the only team in Canada, they had to they had to find a Amer a host city in the U.S. Otherwise, they would have had to not they would have not been able to play. So. With that being said, who who did I choose? Well, obviously Seattle. Obviously Seattle. Um, I'm choosing Seattle, St. Louis, Louisville, and Las Vegas. And Kansas City. I'm sorry. So Kansas City, Seattle, Las Vegas, uh, Louisville, Tampa, and Milwaukee. So, those are the six cities that I would choose if, once again, I had to struggle. Alright, now welcome back, and so that is what the 36-team NBA would look like. But, you know, before we get into our weekly breakdown of college and NFL, I want to briefly look at some of the uh, top stories that are going around in the world of just sports in general. <laughs> so the first, uh, looking on ESPN. Um, and this is this article seems to make him out like, oh well, you know, I made a sacrifice. And I don't know we've we've last year around this time when we were talking about uh, the NBA preview um, basically uh, Kyrie Irving 
has been uh, reported by Nick Friedel of ESPN that he turned down a four-year extension prior to the 2020-21 season due to his decision not to get vaccinated. Okay. This is, um, he said it's during media day, and this is uh, Irving's quote. I gave up four years, hundred and something million, deciding to be unvaccinated, and that was the decision. Get this contract, get vaccinated, or be unvaccinated, and there's a level of uncertainty of your future, whether you're going to be in this league, whether you're going to be on this team. So I had to deal with the real-life circumstances of losing my job for this decision. Okay. So I'm supposed to feel sorry. And I want to pull up his contract information. So I'm supposed to feel some um, feel bad for someone who is currently on a four-year, one hundred and thirty-six point five million dollar contract that he signed in 2019. I'm supposed to feel sorry for him in a contract where he's making $36.5 million as a base salary this year. I'm supposed to feel sorry for him. A person who is uh, contributing almost 30% of the team cap, I'm supposed to feel sorry for him. You know, I don't. All right. This is a guy, and let me pull up his career earnings, has made $194 million in his career. I don't feel sorry for anybody who has made that much money and then and then makes it sound like he's, take, he's making a sacrifice for his beliefs. No making a sacrifice for his belief would have been I'm not playing until everything's been um, lifted. I'll even go unpaid. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's a little sacrifice. But then again um In that point, you're now down to made about 160 some million dollars in your career. So, once again, I don't feel sorry for you. Wah. And now, why don't you put up or shut up? So, the only thing I look at from this perspective if the Nets win the title, congratulations. Unless they win the title, all his sacrifice is for nothing. Um, let's also talk about the son's owner, uh, Richard Save, uh, Saver, I believe is his name. As, uh, yeah. Uh, he has been basically pressured to sell the team. Uh, he announced his intentions last week following the results of an NBA investigation which confirmed that he had a history of racist, sexist, and misogynistic acts seemed to shake the organization. Uh, he has been suspended for one year and fined $10 million and, uh, the problem with that is, you know, they, they're like, okay, well, the L.A. owner, the uh, Clippers owner, did worse, or about the same, and he was basically kicked out of the league. And, I mean, I I understand um, 
um, Adam Silver's stance. It's like it's, it's a case by case basis. So I completely understand that. But the other other owners' basis, like okay, hey, you got to get out. Uh, they banded together against uh, Donald Sterling. They banded together against Robert Server, um, Saver, and he he's looking to sell the team. Um, it's just it's sad that we still have people in 2022 who view black athletes as whatever they view them as who view women as the lesser sex and believe that their only place is in the kitchen or doing other stuff which I'm not going to say that's that's ridiculous um so he needs out of the league I think if you look at it from the NFL standpoint um Dan Snyder beats out the league because of his at least the NBA is doing something about it the NFL has done shit but then again surprise 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 it's it's America's pastime um and then we got the strangest story like I literally saw um, saw the headline of um, um, the head coach of the Boston Celtics. Let me find his first name. I want to make sure. Okay, Ime Oduka. It was like it was is possibly going to be suspended, and I was like, for what? Didn't they just make the finals? I was like, you gotta do something very stupid to get suspended literally three months after you make the NBA Finals. Well, ladies and gentlemen, meet stupid. Um, he was suspended for the entire 2022-23 season for, as it's being reported, he had an intimate relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. And he, he was a first-year coach. He was he replaced Brad Stevens, who went upstairs to replace um, Danny Ainge. So... Um... The coach said in a statement, I want to apologize for players, fans, and excuse me, entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down. I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation and I accept the team's decision out of respect for everyone. I will have no further comment. Okay. So, that's interesting. Just, dude, and and that that seems to be the prevalent issue. I mean, I really, really don't get it. I don't, I don't know what what was in his mind, if he was even thinking at all. But at least he accepted the terms and tried to fight it. Like, oh, I didn't do this. I did not sleep with that intern. Like, come on. Just, you know, he, he took his medicine. Now he's got to gain the trust of one of the greatest franchises, fan base, in the NBA. That is, if he even comes back. Because they did say in the team statement that they would be discussing his future down the line. <sighs> I feel like we just talked about basketball because we do have a, a basketball. NBA is going to start up and the NFL. 
is going to restart up. And, and the rest of the headlines are basically, you know, college football or NFL. Um, but I, I do got to give this one shot. Oh, here we go. The Pro Bowl is done. Took it long enough. Honestly, I'm going to sit here and say this. I think after seeing what they did in the 2021 Pro Bowl, saw that they could do something different and not do the Pro Bowl and not risk people's injury, getting injured in the Pro Bowl. Um, so, here is uh, what they are going to do. They announced Monday that they're going to replace the traditional Pro Bowl with the Pro Bowl games featuring week-long skills competition in a flag football game. Uh, it will feature AFC and NFC players showcasing their skill, their football skills and non-football skills and challenges over several days. The 2023 games will be held in Las Vegas in the flag football game at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, I I agree. NFL has a major interest in flag football, so I'm 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 glad they're doing it. I also believe that you know if you make, then you should still get like you're a pro bowler as a uh, incentive because a lot of people have that in their contracts. You get an incentive if you make a pro bowl, but you just Oh, it's gonna be interesting to see. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll keep look at it from an open, open mind standpoint. But we'll see what happens. But I think one other story I gotta look up as you know we have oh, um, Georgia Tech the carousel of coaching changes has already started so let me pull this up real quick all right so we had one change um, between the end of the season and the beginning of this season, Bill Clark retired effective August 1st. Um, we have an interim coach at UAB. So, Scott Frost is out at Nebraska. Thank Georgia Southern. Herm Edwards is out at Arizona State. Um, a combination of bad start and being investigated for NCAA violations. Uh, I think he, there's, there's this video going around where as he's running off the field, he's talking with two guys, and you can see his demeanor change. I think he was fired on the field after the end of the game. And for the third straight week, we have another firing. Jeff Collins out at Georgia Tech. Um... Let's put it this way. Jeff Cutler, this is his second stop as a head coach. He coached at Temple for two years, 15-10 and 10 record, before moving to um, Atlanta. The most wins he got in the season is three. And guess what? That was season one, two, and three. He finishes with a 10-28 and 28 record. In non-conference games, they've got to remember they play Georgia every year. In non-conference games, they're trying to do math in my head. He is three and nine. Three and nine in non-conference games. 
puts them 7 and 19 in ACC. So, um, it is going to be an interesting carousel. Um, and let's, let's put it this way. Um, some of the group of five conferences may be losing their head coach. Yeah, but we'll we'll keep that story going as as we learn more information. But we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, how did I do? I had to do better than a NAIA university that played Stephen F. Austin on Saturday. They didn't score. But just wait to hear how many points they got scored on. All right, welcome back, and we are at the end of the episode. We got to talk about what happened in college football and in the NFL. First and foremost, let's look at my predictions. I did not get a chance to upload them to Instagram, but they were done on Wednesday. Uh, let's see. I went 7-4 and four of my ACC picks, only missing West Virginia, Clemson, Duke, or Kansas, and Middle Tennessee. So, 7-4, not a bad record. Sunbelt, oh. I went 4 for 5 in Sunbelt predictions. Missing James Madison, missing Old Dominion, missing Southern Miss, Troy, and ULM getting Coastal, Georgia Southern, Texas State, and South Alabama, correct? Top five, on the other hand, that was great. I only missed Texas A&M defeating Arkansas and Kansas State beating Oklahoma. Other than that, 15-2. Overall record for the week, 26-11. For the season, 113-35. This was my worst week record-wise. But that's... that's um, I know I'll talk more about a lot more about the Sunbelt games on the new Under the Sun podcast, but James Madison got, you know, Coastal Carolina needed a big win, needed the offense to step up, needed their defense to step up. Both of them did in a big way. James Madison, uh, a stalwart in the FCS playoffs. This is their first season in FBS. Get a Statement, a program-changing win against Appalachian State, who just two weeks ago beat Texas A&M. Um, Old Dominion gets their first conference win as a member of the Sun Belt. Um, Troy sends Marshall. Here, here's the thing. In that one weekend, we had Appalachian State, um, Georgia Southern, and Marshall all defeating power programs. Here's what they've done since. Marshall's 0-2. Georgia Southern is 1-1. Georgia Southern defeated Ball State. Appalachian State needed a Hail Mary against Troy and then lose to... uh, James Madison, who is a team in transition. So, not necessarily the good look if you have the situation where you have these three teams with major wins. Now, it helps the Sun Belt as a whole, but these three teams are going to right. Let's uh, pull up the Sunbelt standings real quick. Alright, so 
it looks from this perspective, all right, that Coastal, James, uh, Coastal and Old Dominion and James Madison are all 1-0 in conference play. James Madison is ineligible to appear in the Sunbelt title game. So, that James Madison is going to play spoiler this year. And ULM, give it up. Give it up to Terry Bowden, who's really in, injecting a new life into this program. Your first win, of, uh, first conference win of the season being against your hated rival and defending two-time... Sunbelt champion, they were co-champions with Coastal in 2020 due to uh, COVID issues with the Coastal program. But, man, this is going to be interesting. That's what I got to say about that. And let's go to the NFL real quick. Let's put it this way. I'm 500. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a little over 500 because of a tie. I have gotten... I get half right each week. Who did I get correct? I got Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Carolina, the Rams, and the Falcons. I literally shit the bed on the um, uh, primetime games on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. So... But here's the thing. Philadelphia and Miami are the only two undefeated teams. If you had them as your only two undefeated teams going into week four, um, I would like to talk to you because I believe you can give me some good lottery numbers. Because that is just freaking insane. Off. Anyway, and I, I, I got to pull up the NFL standings, but I also got to do it without ending the uh, recording because sometimes it doesn't like, uh, here you go, NFL standings. So right now, if the playoffs were to end today, Miami would have the first round by the Chiefs Brown the Chiefs tied with Broncos Browns tied with the Ravens and Jaguars would be the division leaders of the West, North and South respectively with the Buffalo Bills being the other so basically, you'd have Dolphins, Bills, Chiefs, Broncos, Browns, Ravens, and Jaguars in the playoffs for the AFC. In the NFC, the Eagles would have the first round bye. The Rams would be the NFC West leader. The Buccaneers would be the NFC South leader. The Vikings, Packers, and Bears are all 2-1. and one. And by virtue of their victory on on Monday, the Cowboys would have the tiebreaker over the Giants. All right. Okay. Okay. If anyone had the Jaguars in the playoffs as a division winner in 2022 in your bingo card, once again, I would like to talk to you about some uh, lottery numbers because I think you could win me some money. Let's also talk about um, college football real quick. Let's, let's go back to it. There was a game that was very, very interesting. And I say interesting in the most sarcastic way possible. So, 
Stephen F. Austin. They are a, uh, they were a member of the Southland Conference until I think a couple years ago when they joined the WAC. When the WAC reinstituted football after about ten years, but at the FCS level, they faced Warner College, a NAIA. Excuse me, uh, university. All right. Stephen F. Austin won 98 to nothing. You heard me right. 98 to nothing. And they wanted to make it an even 100 because on their final touchdown, they went for a two-point conversion and failed. Whoever failed that one uh, was running on Monday. I'm just saying. Everyone else got the day off. That guy was running. I mean, I know it was was a payday, but Jesus Christ. Let's just look at uh, listener stats. Uh, They played four quarterbacks. So I'm going to guess that Self is their uh, starting quarterback. He went 12 for 14, 266 yards, four touchdowns. They had eight players. Six, if you remove the uh, quarterback, but eight, um, six different players with rushing yards. Uh, X Gibson, six catches, one forty-nine, and two touchdowns. Obviously, they didn't. They didn't punt at all. Oh, but they got two field goals. So, I'm like, 98 to nothing. That's, that's fucking insane. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't know. But, let's, um... Look at the FBS standings. We want to um, kind of look at uh, where everyone is right now. If I can. All right, here we go. So in the American Athletic Conference right now, Memphis is 1-0. Over, I guess they beat Navy. I'm not sure. The ACC, the Atlantic Division, is currently um, being held down by Clemson, Florida State, and Syracuse. And Virginia Tech being the uh, lone undefeated team in the Coastal Division. Texas Tech, Kansas State, Baylor, and Kansas. If you had that, that's literally a basketball Big 12 semifinals, and that's the top of the football standings right now. That is, that's insane to say, I'm, I'm, to, to say the least. We had the Big 10... You have the usual suspects, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Indiana in the uh, top of the east in the west. You have Iowa in their very anemic offense, Minnesota, and they are milking that Nebraska win for all it can worth right now. They're currently 1-3 overall, but they're 1-0 in conference, Northwestern. Conference USA no longer and they don't give me standings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now the best records in the independence belong to BYU and Liberty, three and one. Army's one and two. Mid American, uh, the two division leaders, Buffalo and Western Michigan won their first game of the season in conference play. 
it's going to be an interesting year there. In the uh, Mountain West Mountain West Division, UNLV is one and zero, three and one overall. And Wyoming and Boise State are one and zero in the Mountain Division. The Pac-12, the USC, uh, SEC West, LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama, Auburn, SEC East, Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Tennessee. Florida's oh Florida's 0 and 2. And then we went oh we went over to Sunbelt. So that is what I like to call that. That is this week's episode of the Blind Tag Podcast. Uh the next couple weeks we will be doing some um I will have some guests on here. I know over the next month, I will be we will be doing two episodes that are um, predictions for the NBA and NHL, and also two episodes where we crown the best regular season team in both the NBA and NHL. Something I've been working on throughout the summer finally get to put it uh, wanted to do it during the summer but I said no let's do it whenever um, um, we have uh, what's the best way to put it it makes sense to air it now I will all you know also make sure to put segments in the where we talk about what's happening in college football and NFL and updates on my standings so With that being said, my name is Kyle Nashheim. This has been the Blind Tag Podcast. I will see y'all next week.